0: Okay, so Am I <laughs> okay so I have your consent to record you this is good okay so we're on this is uh, this is our maiden voyage if you will I'm here with Tyler bedson right there hello hi Tyler you are bald and beautiful today
1: tried Man, I did my hair just like you this morning. Just had. To I mean, little-
0: I was running a little late, and I was like, I had to text Tyler. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm d- I got to do my hair, so make sure yours is pretty too.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just woke up, rolled out of bed, and here we are. That's, that's, would- that's
0: what that's <laughs> what champions do, guys. They wake up, they roll out of bed, and they jump on a maiden voyage of a podcast. It's a way to go let's see we're both wearing the gold chains that's very important guys if you want to be a juicy bodybuilder gold chains are important so yeah, if you want to
1: start a podcast too it's
0: required It's required it, it <laughs> is all right guys so we're gonna do a Q&A today just to kind of get get things rolling for you guys we got a lot of good questions um, God I probably got like 30 or 40 questions which is good for me I don't you probably got a million too.
1: I got a lot of crazy ones. I got a lot of good ones. It's always a mix, man. It's 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 wild. I try to answer all of them, but some are just outlandish. (laughs)
0: Yeah, (laughs) when you you do the Q and A thing, yeah, when you do the Q and A thing on Instagram, it's uh, it's a little—you never know what you're gonna get. Luckily, we're not hot girls because when hot girls do the Q and A thing on Instagram, they just get dudes just sliding in the DMs. No, yeah. But we do too, with and we're going to go into that with a little muscle action later. So get we're ready for that We'll Talk today. Yeah, you guys are going to love it. Um, I guess we'll just go ahead. Like some of you that don't know us, like I guess we can drop our Instagram. That's cool. So what's your Instagram, Tyler?
1: Mine is at Tyler underscore Bedson. Simple as that.
0: Easy money. Uh, mine is kwintz87. That's it. And that's not the year I was born in. If you think that's the year I was born in, you.
1: It was the only number available. And he had
0: to choose. (laughs) That's those are the amount of muscle worship DMS I get per day. 87. That's why I picked that number. So. All right. So we're going to get into kind of what we're trying to do with this podcast. Um, We're both from Kentucky. We're both super into bodybuilding. Uh, We're coming at it from different angles. Um, We Tyler and I met. Jeez, we actually met in like 2018, but we didn't know who each other were, I don't think. But uh, we have a nice group chat with some other friends of ours. Um, Tyler's a really great coach, really huge in this uh, region. I'm just a dude who's trying to be a really good classic physique bodybuilder. So um, the first question is a good seg into this, um, and the question is very simple. Question is, Tyler, I'm going to ask you first, what got you into bodybuilding?
1: That's a that's a great question. I love this one because back when I started uh, training, it was 2010. Uh, that's when I really got serious about it. I graduated high school at 98 pounds. Yes, huge. I was tiny. I mean, I, I looked like a stick like I, I probably have an old picture of this, but I actually got arrested for trafficking marijuana. And I got you know, I went to uh, i got I got arrested. I got offered and went to court for a year. and my initial offer was two years in prison as an eighteen year old ninety eight pound kid. Ugh. and that, that scared the shit out of me to be honest with you. so i I immediately i had I lived in an apartment with a buddy of mine, and I went to the apartment gym every day. and I would eat like, all day, every day, and try to grow because I was like, "Man, I'm gonna get my ass kicked, or I'm gonna become somebody's bitch." Or like, I, I had all these crazy ideas.
0: You were probably pretty when you were 98 pounds at 18. I'm just I had it.
1: long hair. I was a skateboard kid and stuff like that. It was wild. So, anyway, you know, I kept up with that, and that's kind of was honestly what saved me. You know, it got me away from the the friends I was hanging out with at the time that were getting me into trouble. Uh, I kept lifting weights and kept getting better and. You know, it wasn't until five years after I was training that I decided to do my first competition. Yeah. So, in 2015, I did my first competition, and I fell in love with it. Uh, I actually had a coach at the time, and I would try to send that coach clients. I'd be like, hey, man, I got this girl that just talked to me, and she said she wants to do a competition. I remember one day he sat down and talked to me and said, why the hell don't you do it? And I was like, hmm. Well, (laughs) I never thought about that, but I was going to school for exercise science at the time at University of Kentucky, and I did, and it kept growing and growing, and I've really gotten involved in the industry. I coach a ton of different clients as far as strongman, powerlifting, bodybuilding, all around, and uh, I've just gotten lucky to have so many great people.
0: That's awesome i i didn't know that you uh were facing a possible prison sentence that's a big uh
1: people do man but it, it's it's really interesting i made a post about it a while back because it was like the 10 year anniversary you know you're an 18 year old kid and it was nine days after i turned 18 yeah so you know I'm, I'm i'm stupid i'm a young kid like i was doing dumb just dumb shit but it almost like it, it changed my whole life like i really had to pay my own way like i was going to school for uh pa originally and then i, I had a uh, a college uh counselor tell me that i should not waste my time no, and good. that even if I got the degree that i wouldn't be able to become a doctor and i was like oh okay well uh thank tyler, you for the vote of be- confidence i was like that's really nice to hear <laughs> so much Fuck. yeah so
0: good so yeah so tyler just didn't want to be a 98 pound prison bitch so he's like mm. all right this is it yeah. We got to change <laughs> This is it and then boom he spurred a whole career out of it that's big time that's good oh, man
1: it's it's been it's been an awesome thing to, to really go from you know 98 pounds to basically doubling in size and all the knowledge that comes with it uh it, it's a it's a true journey man and it's like it's crazy to think like the ways that you start so I'm, I'm curious of yours
0: yeah well you know i i don't i wasn't about to go to prison so that was that's a good thing for me i guess yeah
1: Right there, bro. That's a win. You
0: know what though, Tyler? I was in a prison of emo poetry writing and being a skinny little little guy who couldn't get chicks in high school. That's the prison I was in. So, I this it's so funny. So actually, I'm in driver's ed. I was 16 years old, and this is the dumbest like thing to ever remember, but I remember it. So I'm driving right, and my buddy in the seat like behind me goes, he goes, Kyle, your arm is really skinny, and I was like oh, fuck, like, is it, is it though? So I'm like, I'm driving and I'm like looking at my arm and I'm like, shit, like, yeah, dude, my arm's skinny. What's going on? So I played sports in high school. I wasn't very good, mind you, but I played. Um, So I played basketball. You know, we fucked around in the gym. We didn't take it seriously. But that's the first time I was like, wait a second, I'm skinny. So I was 18. It was my senior year of high school. Um, All my, the sports were done. You know, I was about to head to UK for undergrad. And I'm like, all right. I need to figure out a way to get some chicks because this is not it right now. So uh, it's and it's so awful because yes, the start. The reason I started going to the gym was to get chicks. Oh, super normy thing, but uh, yeah, that's common. that's common. It's very common. Um, and a lot for me, like you know, I started to get chicks, and obviously, God, f- what fourteen years into it now, like obviously, you know, I'm not doing it to get chicks. Spoiler alert: young kids. If you're just trying to go get get juicy to get chicks it's not going to work um go get your education get an american express black card have a good personality you know the muscles aren't going to get you the chicks i promise um but no you know i kind of got into it at you know 18 just to i wanted to be bigger uh i was a very skinny kid growing up i grew i was kind of like you you know i graduated high school about 110 pounds you know my 510 soaking wet so you know now we're 210 off season mind you pretty juicy um and i actually started doing i did my first bodybuilding show in 2013 that's how fucking old i am um and i did the flex lewis classic in murphysboro tennessee i had a new show too It, it was a and i didn't know i knew nothing about it and i went into open bodybuilding down there um and i had been seriously lifting for about a year or two years not a big deal so i'm down there you know, I, I was like a, I was a middleweight, and I coached myself for eight weeks, dieted for eight weeks, um, natty, mind you, and I, I, I posted a few of the pics, but man, I got blitzed. I had no idea what I was going up against. Um, no idea. I finished sixth out of sixth in my class, um, just got rocked, so I'm like, okay, that was fun, holy shit. I need to take this a little more seriously. So then I did some, a couple of men's physique competitions because I'm like, I'm small. I'm not going to be a, you know, big open bodybuilder. Um, so 2014, I did a couple of men's physique comps. I finished third, um, in my open class at the, uh, Kentucky muscle, which is pretty solid coach myself there too. Um, then I got into a couple of relationships and the girls were not really into the bodybuilding thing, which I think we could eventually do an entire show about that. Cause that's a big, uh, that's an interesting topic for sure, man.
1: Because like I feel like we we went through. I coach so many females, so I really know how that works. You know, like I'll, I'll post guys, and they'll be like, "Who's that?" But then I'll like tell like I, I I can't play matchmaker as a professional, so I'm like, "Why don't you message them
0: yourself?" <laughs> you know, and it's it's like right in the DMs. There are ways yeah. to do that. But yeah, you know, I had a couple of girls, and that's something where like I was always. You know up until recently i kind of did things for other people and then i had a breakup a couple of years ago when i seriously got into bodybuilding when i was like "Fuck this i'm gonna do what i want for me um and that was 2018 and that's when i seriously i got really serious um i hired my coach bartley weaver um you guys probably know him he's huge around here um, and we got after it in 2018 and since then i've been a pretty made a pretty serious uh, transformation. And now I feel like I'm a pretty legit classic physique guy. So
1: you really came up, man. Like, I remember the first time I really took no to you was whenever I, I of course, Coach Cody Nolan, and he did that show, Kentucky. It was Kentucky Derby, Derby. in yeah. 2019. And uh, he was trying to beat Chauncey which which is just like that's an incredible feat hey to even.
0: chauncey took his warm-ups chauncey uh, shredder 21 on ig he took his yeah. warm-up backstage and we all started looking at each other like
1: fuck oh, yeah. this Like it." they called them both out you know that was that was intense but then like i feel like you were kind of left out of that circle as like a you know you're you're good you're really good
0: i felt like i was good so,
1: yeah so now you've even got better uh, like I said, you you play second at your recent show to a guy that got third at nationals. It's basically a bro in my mind. Yeah. So, you know, you, you've gotten extremely good in just the past two years.
0: Yeah. Uh, bodybuilding monkhood. That's all I've done. Just eat, sleep, train. I haven't drank an ounce of liquor since October 2018. Body. Uh, that's a lot, man. That's a lot. That's a I lot, haven't man. had much sex since 2018 because of bodybuilding and nothing else.
1: I swear. Uh, even the women ruin a lot of people with bodybuilding, man. That's so
0: they do, and that's and again, we're gonna do this. This is gonna be an episode. That's, I, in my opinion, you gotta have, if you know, you, got, you have to have a partner who's really supportive and either into the sport or just you know super supportive of the sport. So
1: because I've got guys like Coach Man and like you know they they have some have wives who've never competed before, never plan on it, and they're the most supportive people ever. Yeah, and it's just and then you know I've had some clients who's you know girlfriends competed and me and myself you know i had i had a wife that competed and they just you know after a while you just don't get it yeah it's crazy because it's like it's it's in a sport for crazy people
0: absolutely so, insane yeah. human beings which like, are my I'm, favorite type of people like if you're a crazy person i'm probably gonna like you i don't know what that says about me but
1: yeah it's, it's, it's definitely an event so
0: so, yeah, so that's me. That's Tyler. Um, if you guys want to know anything about us, DM us. We have Instagram. We gave you our IGs. Um, we'll actually probably set up an Instagram just for this podcast too at some point. But yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, so, we're going to get into some questions now. We just kind of answered the first one, kind of introduction. But uh, question two, I'm going to ask you, Tyler How important is the scale?
1: Uh, okay. So, the only time the scale is important, in my opinion, is if you have to make weight for a class that you're competing in. So that only goes for bodybuilders and classic physique. Otherwise, for females, it doesn't matter at all, in my opinion, and for males, if you're not trying to make weight, it doesn't matter at all. Uh, you. I, I've seen females, especially female clients, where it's like, you know, they'll start with me, And they'll start at 145 pounds and, you know, they'll be kind of like skinny fat and, you know, they, they, they clearly like go out and party a lot. And then I'll get them started on some training and eating some food and they'll go up to 155 pounds. But all of a sudden they look like an athlete. So they actually gained 10 pounds. They got off that vodka and hot pocket diet. That's what happened. Well, and then, you know, they compare the pictures and they're like, holy shit, I didn't know how much I changed. And it's incredible. Like. The, and the, the weight is actually you know completely the opposite of what you would think like most people are like well that girl probably lost 20 pounds and then you're like no she gained 10. and it's astonishing but on the other hand like you know if i have a cl- client in classic physique uh trying to think uh use logan miller as an example he is like 280 in off season and has to be 252 on stage so it matters you know right. like right matters we have to be at that weight so I have to look at the scale for that reason yeah but other than that the look is what's important
0: yeah I mean it's all about the look and I you know I'll have I you know I have some clients I don't coach like Tyler does do some lifestyle people but especially with women it's the biggest thing like like you were saying like I gained six pounds in the last month and a half what happened okay like are you taking pictures pictures are the biggest thing to me like personally and for other people like I want to see what your composition looks like here and then a month later and then three months later that's how you know because the scale I mean you've heard it since you were a kid muscle weighs more than fat it does it's, it's a different composition so you know if you're just going off what the scale says and if you're a you know a guy okay I'll take myself for example 2018 I was drinking a lot before I really got serious. I was 230 pounds. I was kind of a certified unit, but I was fat. Um, and when I prepped, I competed 167 pounds. Yep. So, yeah, the scale said, hey, Kyle, you're a unit. Nope. I had about 70 pounds of fat on me. So, no, it's crazy, man, because it's like, uh,
1: you know, Laura, my own girlfriend. Uh, Shout Laura. out to Laura. You're great, Laura. Out, Laura. But, uh, you know, she competed for her first time, super stressed out and was like, I think one, one twenty five or something like that. And then, you know, now she's off season, looks completely different. Body composition is completely different. And she's like three pounds
0: heavier. Yeah. It's crazy. And,
1: yeah. And it's like the muscle, like you can just like compare the pictures though. And it's like, it's not even the same look. No. And for, for a lot of people it's hard to get past the scale because like you're told to use that as a tool you know you're told to use that in comparison with bmi and a lot of people were just like it it's it's hard to get an accurate number with just using scale weight so like you said pictures uh measurements like using your waist measurement your thigh measurement your hips those are so much better Even like when I have a female that starts with me, and you know she may be two hundred and fifty pounds, the scale like isn't going to change drastically, but their you know their their pant size will go down four sizes. Right. Like yeah, you take note of that. That's that's progress.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's and I think in our culture, everybody from a young age is kind of taught to tune into the scale weight because it's easy. It's just it's a number. It's black and white. And like, you know, the further you get into this, you realize, nope, that's completely wrong. So it's a tool, but it should
1: just be used as a tool. Exactly. Uh, but there's so many other representations of progress yeah. uh, that I think are more important uh, rather than a number. Exactly. A look is the most important thing. So if you are looking better, feeling better, you're healthier, that's so much better than, you know, loss on the scale.
0: Yeah. Arbitrary digits on a machine on which you're standing that's exactly, it's
1: exactly crazy too you know uh, like you, I, I go to sleep sometimes you know and i have to eat a meal late yeah and i'll wake up early the next day and you know I'm, that's that could be a three pound difference mm-hmm. like up three pounds yeah uh, so you know you're you say you're in prep and you you know you get bad sleep or you wake up and you only sleep from 11 to 4 a.m and you check your scale weight and you're up two pounds that's not very accurate no, it doesn't matter. You should just throw that number out the window and move on.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. And the people who are stressing over that scale weight don't understand that there are so many variables that go into that scale weight.
1: Yeah, that's no. like that's me with coaching, man. I ask a lot of questions like that. You know, how is your sleep? How's your digestion? Yeah. Uh, are you stressed out? Like what, what's your schedule like right now? And those things play a role. You know, if, if a female's on her period, you know, she may be up four pounds of water weight but does that mean you should go ahead and push her harder and change things and try to get her to lose scale weight? No, because
0: it's likely going to be down in like four days. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why you need a good coach to keep you from going insane like that. All right. So we'll move on. Oh, here we go. Here we go. This is, this is a good one here. All right. The million dollar question, Tyler, what is muscle muscle worship? Okay.
1: This one's hilarious. I'm going to have a background story in this. If, I don't know who it, does follow or doesn't. But uh, so I I randomly got a message one day uh, on Instagram and I I know a lot of my clients have gotten these a lot. Like I I coach so many people that are very muscular and it's a common thing, but you'll get like a random message on Instagram and it's like, do you do muscle worship? (laughs) And it's like random, but recently it was like one guy and I guess he was just going through every single person I reposted or every follower I had. And I mean, if you had any muscle at all, you were getting a message. (laughs) And it was like a lot of people messaging me and I I made a joke and I was like, if you didn't get a message about muscle worship, then you're small, weak and frail or ugly. True. People started hopping on that and they'd repost me reposted. They got a message. They're like, I made it. I'm not ugly and I'm not (laughs) small, (laughs) but people would then ask me, they're like, what is muscle worship? And I'm like, You know, I don't really fucking know. (laughs) So, like, I had to, like, really kind of, I had looked it up, and I I did some research, which is hilarious. Don't look at my Google searches. Uh, You know, it's basically a person paying you to, like, caress and kiss and, like, love on your muscle, Uh, which, you know, like, teach their own. That's not something I would personally pay for, but it makes you
0: wonder, like,
1: how much is that worth?
0: Like, I, I think my biceps are worth a lot. You know, if you want to kiss and caress my biceps, I'm going to need some Benjamins. All about the Benjamins, if you want to worship these biceps.
1: That's, that's my thoughts. And that's like, I, I, we, we joked about this, but I think it's a serious thing. Like, we, we should get that guy on here. And, I mean, he can pay us to be on here. And then it would be good advertising because people, if they want to hit him up, you know, they can, you know, get their muscle worship. We can figure out, like, what, what the prices are. Yeah. How much you should charge? I mean, (laughs) it's very interesting what people will pay for. Like, I've had clients, and I'll admit this, and they'll tell me like I paid for your coaching because I would send my dirty underwear off. And I'm like, well, shit, okay, man. Well, like, (laughs) hey, you do you, bro. That's that's fine. And like, people will pay for fetishes. Yeah yeah and the fetish is like you know we may not understand that stuff but to somebody that's like that's worth like thousands of
0: dollars yeah i mean i i kind of i did the same thing you did i kind of looked it up after and i just want everybody to know i have received tons of muscle worship dms because i'm juicy okay so just get get that out there um i've kind of Okay, I so I know – actually, I know a girl, right? I know a girl. Um, I met her, like, last year. Cool girl, just a friend of mine. But she would have guys pay her. She would literally just, like, FaceTime them and, like, flex for them after they Venmoed her, like, 50 bucks. And she'd only do it for, like, five minutes. And I'm like, wow. Like, so, like, it's an OnlyFans for muscular girls. I like that. It's solid. Um, that's something I, I wouldn't be opposed to doing that. Yeah. Anybody listening, if you want to Venmo me 50 bucks, I'll flex for five minutes on FaceTime. FYI. Um, but I guess it's a good way to make money, man. Like it's, it's very interesting to me.
1: I'm like, my thoughts are like, are different people worth different amounts of money? Like, (laughs) (laughs) that <laughs> you know how how do you decide it like and me and kyle joked about this and we're like you know put a pick stitch together two different people <laughs> and we're like
0: how much each of these were <laughs> kentucky muscle worship tournament we could have a no. show and we could just get guys <laughs> <laughs> we could just start a whole enterprise with this but you know look guys if you're interested in being in this tournament maybe we'll have it soon just uh dm us and We'll uh, get your name in the tournament. If I don't win, I'm gonna be upset. I'm not gonna lie, Tyler.
1: Shit, man. I mean, like, just imagine you got like a you know Shopify account, you go on there, and it's like <laughs> choose the Kyle Winter special, <laughs> and it's like, oh, this one's this one's two fifty for five minutes. And I it's don't like, know what
0: the Kyle Winner special would be, but I can guarantee you it'll bring the house down. Okay.
1: You know the thing is that the amount of stories I've heard about things like muscle worship are very interesting. I mean, like stuff people will pay for and stuff people will do for extra money. Like I saw, I saw a thing the other day and like only fans is big now. And there's actually quite a few people that are in the bodybuilding industry locally that have that. And you know, no, no judgment towards them because they're making money clearly. But I saw an article the other day and I was like, what the fuck? It was a, a girl who acts like a kinky puppy who hasn't only fans where literally she just like eats eats dog food like well doesn't eat dog food but pretends to eat like a dog sexually and i was like you know like so so you know that's $19.99 a month and you're, <laughs> and you're subscribing to that like okay like i mean imagine there's better ones but is, is there aren't many people into
0: that if there's people into that there's got to be a lot of people into muscle worship come on
1: exactly i mean okay this, you got kinky puppy girl you got bicep
0: special like it's like everything. bicep specialist kyle just well this
1: is, it's just kind of weird to me though because you know you have imagine if it's like a, a in-person meetup can so. you imagine a dude sucking on your bicep nope so, that, so what kind of payment is for that you know because you know right
0: now you're saying
1: nope but, but. that's a good question
0: <laughs> this is it this is the main thing men talk about when we broach subjects like this Okay, I'm gonna ask you how much would it take. I'm just gonna set it at. Okay, this guy's gonna suck your bicep, and I'm just gonna set it at $500. Would that be enough for you?
1: Uh no, man. Like I would, I would have to have, I would have to have Laura in the corner to like make sure it doesn't get weirder. Because you know they start sucking the bicep, and like I don't know if it's gonna like move down to the forearm or something. You know, <laughs> <laughs> to the, to the- when I charge extra money when they get to the fingers, like it's just like a little.
0: Okay, so let's 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 put it this. Let's let's put it this. So nothing happens. It's just like two minutes of bicep suckage. Yeah. Well, okay. What's it gonna take? Five hundred?
1: I don't know, man. At least like I, I guess a couple thousand there. I don't know my words. See, we need to have that guy on there so we, we can, can look
0: have-
1: like the pricing for this.
0: I mean, look, I'm probably <laughs> done muscle worship too.
1: And you want to come on here? We can make you anonymous. We'll like distort your voice. We can interview you.
0: <laughs> I want to suck your biceps really bad. Yeah. No, I mean you
1: come on here and you're like really into this stuff and you want us use you as advertisement, like I said, guy that messages all of us. If you want to come on here and you wanna be interviewed and we can talk about like what this involves, why you're into it, you're invited. Open
0: invite, open invite right here. Okay. Yeah. You can't come to my attic and suck on my biceps on camera. Um But But, we'll
1: advertise you. You know, we'll be like, you know, Marcus right here wants to (laughs) to meet some some males with biceps, and you can, you know, we can get you, we get you going.
0: You, we're gonna get you going, and yeah, okay. (laughs) I just want to say that I would do it for five hundred dollars. I would let a dude suck my biceps for five hundred dollars for two minutes.
1: For two minutes, okay. There we go. Kyle's price is five hundred dollars for two minutes.
0: nothing else though that's it after i set a timer on my phone and i'm not going to get into it i'm just going to sit there and look really upset about it the entire time but 502 minutes there we go i just set the market for myself am i a whore maybe
1: anybody wants to contact kyle
0: (laughs) (laughs) maybe Uh, you're going to get like 40 messages after this release what are we doing right now okay next question Next question. Kyle, why are you a whore for muscle worship? That's not that's not the actual question. Um, okay. We're going to bring it down a notch. How many days a week is optimal for training?
1: So, okay. Here's, here's the deal on this. Back in the day, I would train seven days a week. Like, it was like nothing. Like, I'd be like, I have to go to the gym. Yep. And if I didn't go to the gym, I'd feel like a piece of shit, and I was like weak. Anyway, that has that went down a lot yeah. over the past 10 years. Uh, and optimal to me now is four to five days a week. I personally do not do any more than five days. I, I find that I won't recover uh, my training sessions. I try to make them as hard as possible. So the extra recovery really does well. So I personally, especially when I, I have any client that you've seen of mine that is like, has a ton of muscle, it's normally four or five days, and that's it. Um, I've tried everything. I've done six in prep. I've done seven in prep. And I just think four to five is really all that's needed to achieve uh, optimal physique for competition, for weight loss, for anything.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm like you. Of course, when I was younger, seven days a week, oftentimes twice a day, I need to get more work in because I didn't understand.
1: That was the way to do it, man. But like, And, and I admit that that's, that's how I thought. I was like, okay, well, the more I train, the more I'm going to grow. But what people need to realize, and I have to explain this because I, for, I forget a lot how much we probably know now uh, from just experience, but your, your body grows when it's recovering not when you're training you know when you're training you're tearing down muscle tissue so the more you train the more you're tearing down but whenever you let you know your cns recover and you relax and rest and sleep and eat that's how your body grows so if you're only training four days a week and you're really pushing i mean you're nailing some sets but then you have all that extra time to recover your body just blows up yeah and it's like people. I struggle to get even like you know thirty-five year old men to understand that. Like, hey, you know, you're training too damn much, and I'll knock them down to four days. And all of a sudden, they're like, "Why have I never done this before?" And it's sure like, right
0: now. no, that's the. Yeah, I, I think that for a lot of us, it's it's literally addictive. Obviously, going to the gym. It's like, you know, like I always joke, I need an actual hobby because all I want to do is lift. But like, it it's very addictive, and you have to you have to find someone who can kind of like sit you down and be like, Hey, listen, here's why you need to do, you know, four or five days a week. I struggle. I usually do six days a week, even in the off season. And I know I should be doing five Um, because I just, you know, I just, I love it so much. But last year during my off season, I did, you know, five days a week and I blew up. Obviously other variables were in there too, but um, like you said, like, everybody wants to hammer home training like when you get on instagram and you get on your favorite fitness account it's all about training it's not about rest it's not about recovery it's not about food it's about train 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 um
1: well the thing i always tell clients and this is a big thing is like because i'll I'll have guys reach out to me and you know i write their training and that training is pretty hard if you do it right but they'll be like man can i add an extra day or add an extra exercise and i'm like Listen, man, if you feel like you can add an extra day or an extra exercise after doing that, you're not training hard enough or going heavy enough.
0: You're not going hard enough. Exactly. You know, you
1: know and it's like people then it kind of makes you think like, oh, well. You know, you're you're not challenging yourself No. So people people will go in the gym and they'll half ass every set. And then, you know, they, they can work out six or seven days a week. And I know personally from experience, That's what I did when I was like eighteen and nineteen. I'd be like, "Well, yeah, you know, I'd go in there and I'd do four sets of ten on every random machine there was." So that junk
0: volume, in baby,
1: hey, and cool. But when you're actually doing progressive overload, and you know you're trying to hit a new weight on an exercise each and every time you do it, you come and tell me you want to work out six or seven days a week. Hell no. No, not happening. I rest day, man. Like I'm like, thank God. Like today, today's my rest day. I, I've trained for the past two days, and they've been hard sessions. And I woke up this morning. I'm like, thank God. You <laughs> thank know, God, like- <laughs> I'm safe.
0: <staying. laughs> safe from the torture today. Yeah. So yeah. that that'll lead us right into the next question. I'll I'll start it off. Um, and the question is, what is this? Is a big question, and hey, we don't. This could this could be This could be fucking two hours. Um, but I just kind of nailed down the main points, and I will too. What is your training philosophy? Okay. Um, for me, we kind of got into this already. I'm big on intensity. It's all about intensity and top sets. I'm a f- top set whore. Give me two top sets, the last of which is to t- complete and total failure. Move on. I like to do just about on every exercise, I like to do a warm-up set. Easy weight, maybe forty or fifty percent of my one rep max, and then I'll do a feeder set, um, and then we're going straight into the top sets. That's usually what I do. Aside from you know, if if I'm six weeks out, obviously it's going to change a little bit. But if I'm in a normal training phase, off season, it's all about the top sets. It's all about that hard, heavy, fucking compound movements that just make me grow. Because I'm—I know a lot of people don't believe in the ecto, meso, endo scale, but it's, I'm, it's hard for me to grow. You know, I have a smaller frame. Um, and for me to grow, I have to hit my body with hard, heavy, intense workouts. And I can't just throw junk volume in. Like we were kind of getting into a lot of guys will go with the volume thing. It was a big thing back in like when I got into bodybuilding, of course, like Jay Cutler was huge. Um, and a lot of the guys back then did higher volume stuff. Okay. If you're Jay Cutler, you're probably going to grow from anything. Let's just say that. Um, But for me, it's all about, and we can go into mindset too, but it's all about getting to the gym, 100% focus. Okay, I'm going to go in here. I'm going to execute. I'm going to do exactly what I'm supposed to do today, and I'm going to work my fucking dick off on these top sets. That's it. Like, If I do my second top set, and I'm not, say it's leg day, and I do my second top set of squats, I better be falling down after I finish that set, or it's not a top set. Um, and I think guys don't understand and girls don't understand intensity. They think they're going hard. Um, but until they train with somebody who does go hard or has a coach come in and watch them and say, Hey, you had six more reps in the tank. No, I was taxed. You weren't. So I think that people need to understand, like, it's easy to go on Instagram and say, I'm the hardest worker in the room. Seth Ferozzi, great guy. Um, but a lot of, a lot of idiots have stolen that phrase from him. And yeah. if, you're wearing, if you're wearing that shirt and you're talking about you're, you're the hardest worker in the room, you're probably not. You don't have to talk about that. If you're the hardest worker in the room, everyone knows it. So do your top sets, kill yourself on your top sets, fall the fuck down, and then get back up. That's my, that's what I like to do.
1: That's the thing. is like I've realized there's a, there's a lot of hardest workers in the room that I could bury in the ground with a training session. Yeah. And it, it, those people don't want to do it, though, because – they know yeah they know downside but like my, my training philosophy is kind of similar to yours uh i like intensity that that that's that's key there but intensity to me uh, in a little bit of a different way is i don't count my warm up sets uh, i actually do not count starting my my sets until i get to a working weight mm-hmm. so like i may warm up with say we're doing an incline dumbbell press i may warm up with 40s then go to 60s then 80s and then 90s and 90s will be my first working set yeah then i will go up from there i may do my top set at 130s uh and then you know that's that's my top set and i try to keep it there and i try to improve the next time
0: um i like. Let me ask you something real quick sorry to interrupt you so do you like do you prime your muscles on most movements like that you know do quite a few i guess we can call them feeder sets uh if you want to call them
1: a feeder set like on my warm-up sets i do like four or five reps I'm okay, I got you. Yeah, like eight to ten. Okay, uh, so it's more or less, you know, priming, like you said. I'm just trying to make sure that I'm not going to get injured. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but that's good. Up to that, um, I like to do four to five exercises, about four working sets each. Yeah, uh, that's about what I do on each day. Sometimes four exercises, sometimes six, depending on what I'm doing. Um, And what I realized, too, is one thing that I have really had people grow well off of, especially is volume, but with heavy, challenging weight.
0: Yes, thank you.
1: No. So I, I just don't agree. Like, I'll see a lot of people doing volume and they think like, oh, I can use 15 pound dumbbells for sets of 20. And it's like, that's that's not what I mean. I'm talking. If you're doing a incline dumbbell press, you should still be working from about eighty to one hundred percent, and you know using eighty percent of your max weight and doing a set of twelve to fifteen, right? Or even going to failure. So if like my max on an incline dumbbell press is one thirties, then I'm going to try to do a failure set with like one hundreds or one tens, right? I'm going to get as many reps as I possibly can.
0: Yeah, that's Um, the thing. Volume you can do. It's always. Should I should I use volume or should I train heavy? Both. Do both.
1: Exactly. And a lot of people don't get that. You know, like I'll I'll put in a leg press set on some people's stuff that'll be like 25 to 30 reps. And they'll be like, oh, this is 25 to 30 reps. So I should use one plate. And I'm like, hell fucking no. You need to put on like six to eight.
0: <laughs> and of, you know what's like, that gonna do? Honestly, one plate for 30 no. reps is not gonna help anybody.
1: It's pointless. No, you need to really challenge yourself and get into a mindset and i I post this a lot be afraid of your set like and it it sucks because it's like i will have to put on like music i've never listened to outside of the gym and i will get into my mind and i'll be like putting on some angry death metal to to get a set to just snap myself out of being scared yeah no for for
0: real you have to
1: i I did i've done sets where i'm like i may injure myself but let's fucking
0: get after it let's go those are the the i might might injure myself I'm like, there's progress, you know. Like it's great. Did it. I'm I'm the same, but I'll put on like some emo. Like I was actually doing legs a couple days ago, and my go-to song for a hard and heavy set. And I'm probably the juiciest dude who uses this song to really get get after it. The Scientist by Coldplay. <laughs> so I'm sitting there and I've got seven plates on each side of the hack squat for my last set, and I'm like, all right, I really need to get fucking jacked for this set. What do, what do I need? I'm like Coldplay Scientist. Let's go like you
1: can do that like laura will listen to podcasts while she's doing like five plays in the hack squad <laughs> how does she do that i saw that she posted stuff like that i'm like that's insane we because you know we have the garage gym so we'll be training out there and she's like can i listen to my podcast and she listens to like the the podcast where it's about like murderers and like death <laughs> it should be like it'll be like Tommy killed his his wife and his child, and she'll just be like repping out five plates on a hack squad. And I'm like, well, I guess this gets her going. Like, what's going you know, on right now? But so, yeah, know, I mean, you can you can listen to Coldplay. I have to listen to like Lamb of God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know, I I can't understand what they're saying, or if I can, I can't live
0: to it. I just like to be in the hole about to cry. That's really my impetus for really getting the heavy weight up. That's what I need.
1: Yeah. You might yeah. see me
0: pose to the scientist someday. Hey, I wouldn't be against <laughs> a very majestic song. I'm very I'm a am a very majestic man. I hope you all realize that by now. All right. So that's a good that's a good one. Let's move okay. on. Okay. Very good. very good question. So next one. This is big. I love this question because I think about it a lot. You and I were both, we both kind of started before IG took off. Um, so yeah. why this is interesting to me and also to you, I'm sure. So the question is, how do you think social media has affected bodybuilding?
1: All right. So this is a big one to me because I coach a lot of people and I, I see how much social media does affect people. Uh, so a little background on this, my and my own personal thoughts, uh, my last prep. I didn't even tell anybody I was competing until I was one week out. Uh, I, and honestly that was because I, you know, I coach over a hundred people at a time. So I didn't know if I could do it. Uh And that's just honest. Like I didn't want to be like, go tell everybody I'm prepping and then like get, you know, shit. Uh, I lost connection. Hold on.
0: Oh, you're good. That's all right. Very right.
1: good. But, uh, I I was going like I just bought a new house I you know I was going through a divorce at the time which many people know about and I was coaching over a hundred people and I was like can I do this so I didn't you know I didn't post because I my idea is like I should stay off of social media and I see a lot of people sitting on there and you know they'll look at their their hashtag for their competition and they'll look at other people's edited pictures and they'll freak the f- out. They'll be like, Oh my God, this person looks so good. And I'm like, just wait till you see what they look like on stage. Cause it's never the damn same. Ever. You'll get, you'll keep somebody on on Instagram and they look like they're going to be first place and take the show and they get dead last. Yep. Um, so I always tell people to stay off of it as much as possible. Uh, I don't post my training. I don't really post anything of myself. Um, I don't really even tell anybody I'm competing until I know that I'm on and get on the stage. Yeah. And one, one thing I've noticed about you is like, I don't think you really post your training at all either. You're more, you know, you post your posing. Yeah. Which, which is you practicing. Right. Um, which I, I, I do the same and practice it, but like I never post it because I don't want people to know what I'm doing
0: right yeah so we we actually kind of talked about this because you and i are total opposites when it comes to using social media for bodybuilding so yeah and i don't my i want to post training videos but i'm always in the gym and like i'm reticent to ask someone like hey bro can you record my set because i feel like that's like disrespectful i hate it when somebody asks me to do that so i don't do that and i'm not going to take a tripod in and because we were talking about training intensity if you're doing (laughs) yeah like if you're doing that like it totally takes you out of, for me, it takes me out of the mindset. So that's why I don't really post a lot of training stuff. Like, you know, if I'm C-bum and I have a videographer in there, yeah, I'm going to do it. But, you know, I'm not C-bum yet. I'm like a thrifty nickel C-bum at this point. Um, Someday maybe. But, yeah, I for me, honestly, like when I started really getting serious in 2018, like obviously I went from men's physique to classic physique. So the posing is so much different. And, you yeah. know, it, you actually, yeah. Pose. yeah <laughs> classic physique is all about posing. Like, if you can't display your physique in classic, you're not going to do well. Period. At any level, uh, honestly. So, when I started, like, I'm not a good dancer. Okay, I'm a shitty dancer. I've been a shitty dancer my entire life. I, I sucked. I was a t- uh, just a bad poser. Like, and if you go back and look at some of my pics, like, I'm posing and like my face is like, whoo, like looks horrible because like I couldn't pose. So. I started posting a lot mainly in my posing like this kind of this past year, like mid 2019, because for me, it kind of kept me accountable. Like, you know, I have a coach, I have some friends who are into it, but when I put my stuff out there and I'm like, okay, I'm putting this out there. I'm just putting myself out there. Let's see what people think about it. It kind of holds me accountable to keep getting better. Um, So that's one of the reasons I do it. Also like, Leading into a show, you know, like Dorian Yates used to go dark before the O, just like Tyler Betson goes dark before his shows. Um, for me, I kind of – and this is, you know, this is just a mindset thing, kind of a comp- the competitor in me. I lo- I want guys who I'm going to be going against to see what they're about to go up against because at this point I feel like I'm a really good bodybuilder, and I, I do check – I check, like, my competition and, like mm-hmm. – I think about that when I'm lifting, and I know that's probably a shitty thing, but like, you know, this. Oh, show. Go ahead.
1: Do you use it as motivation or do you let it cause you anxiety? Like motivation.
0: Some, yeah, uh, I don't let. Like that,
1: that's great. Like, I, I agree with that completely. Like, if you look at it and you're like, "Man, this guy looks pretty good," I need to work harder. Yeah, that's awesome. But I have so many people where it would be like well, this guy's doing this show, so I don't know if I should. Or, like, this girl looks really good. I'm like, I don't give a shit what they look like. Like,
0: <laughs> Just keep working. Keep training harder. And, that, and that's what, yeah, like, I do that, and I just kind of like to, you know, I, I feel like, and I know that guys look at me too on there, and yeah. I, you know, I'm not going on there and turning the structure on 100 and editing the shit out of my picks. So, when you see me on stage, you're like, okay, like, that's kind of what I expected a little bit. So, I A for me, example, do what? Sorry.
1: A good example uh, was uh, Shredder Twenty One, uh, which is Chauncey. I remember, you know, he was competing last year, in, and he was supposed to do Northern Kentucky, yeah. And then he switched to Kentucky Derby, and you know, he looks phenomenal. It was you can't touch him. And then I remember we posted uh, Cody Nolan posted himself like six weeks out and looked pretty damn good. And I remember Chauncey told Cody like, "I worked harder because of you." Yeah. You know, and it's like, that's, that's, that's the type of positive stuff from social media you can get. That's All what it is. This, dude. I got to fucking work harder. Like, I I'm, imagine you with Corey Young, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. you guys certainly looked at each other's pages and, you know, you guys are super cool now, but it was motivation. Like, fuck, I want to beat this dude.
0: Yeah, you it know? was. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I mean, yeah. And I, he, you know, I was definitely doing that with him because he's a little more seasoned than I am. He's done way more than I've done. Um, I think I'm close to where he is quality-wise. I'm not there yet. I hope to be soon. But, like, yeah, like, w- w- knowing he was going into that show and was going to be fucking shredded out of his mind, like, I'm not messing up my cardio. I'm not messing up meals. I'm not going to go 90% on a set because I know what I'm about to go against. Yeah. So that's that's, that's the thing. It's like I-, I think that way is very
1: positive, but I think a lot of people are using social media as more of a way to be like, I do bodybuilding or look at me. And it's not like, yeah. you know, it's turned into, there's a lot of people that honestly shouldn't compete and that's just me being honest. And it's like the, they, they may, they're, they're simply to be like, look at me. Yeah. You know, Cloud and it's not, it's not healthy. Honestly, it's like, you're not doing this cause you love it. You're doing this to be like, get some likes and see who's on your side. And, yeah. If that's, that's your that's, way of like getting, you know, positive reinforcement, it's probably not a good thing.
0: No, you have to ask yourself like, okay, if social, if it was 15 years ago and social media wasn't a thing, would I still bodybuild? If the answer is yes, cool. If it's no, you probably need to reassess what you're doing.
1: Yeah. Like back when I started, man, like I had just gotten an Instagram and I had like 40 followers Killing and I, I went to University of Kentucky's gym. Nobody really knew who I was like, but I, I enjoyed it. I was like, this is cool. I like what my body can look like. And, yeah. you know, it was awesome. And a, a lot of the other kids at the actual gym would come up and ask me questions. You know, I never got really attention on social media, but I feel like so many people, you know, they post a picture. Just to get likes. And I've seen people
0: delete a picture if it doesn't get enough likes. Yeah. Yes. I've, like, I've done that. I've done that two times. I'm gonna be honest. Like, see, right. am I ugly? No, and it's just like
1: I mean, it, it, it's Instagram, and you know, you post a picture at a different time of the day and you may not get likes. You know, it's in it oh, but that yeah. affect their mindset so much that it's just, it's just unhealthy in I just don't agree with, you know, if you're in a prep for a competition, my honest belief is that you should never feel like taking a picture or filming your training.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If, if you're lean enough, you should not ever want to be like, man, I need to ask somebody to go take a picture of me or i want them to film this set because I feel like a piece of shit. Right. I, feel like I am weak. I'm irritable. The last thing I want to do is give somebody my phone, to film a set of me or talk to them.
0: Talk to them. No, thanks.
1: No, like, so that's, that's just crazy to me. So I see some people that are so able to film their prep and maybe I, I mean, I know some of them get their motivation from that. Like maybe they're like, Oh, talking to that person, the gym, they come up and they tell me like, I look good or something, but I just can't imagine.
0: I, I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm the same. I, and like I said, like, look, if I'm a freaking Top ten IFBB Pro, and I can afford to have somebody come film my stuff and make you know make some money or grow my yeah. presence with that. That's one thing. But if you're a local, if you're an amateur competitor, and you're taking time out to do those things, you're probably not focusing enough. So I and I'm like you. Know, like there was a there's a new Netflix documentary. I actually watched it a couple of days ago. It's called like the social media something it's 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 on the top of netflix but it was kind of like a referendum on social media in our society today and you know watch it's that. so good i watched it
1: um phone now
0: yeah and it, it's it, it's very damning because i feel like you know you see your screen screen time on your phone and you're just, i look at mine i'm like i hate myself what am i doing with my life but yeah i do i'm like you man social media it can be used for good for competitors but you got to be careful because it can mess you up and i know a lot of i'm not going to name any names but i know a lot of guys and girls who are just using it to chase clout and just be a part of a community and they don't even love it so if that's you again i'm going to say it again i said it first i posed a question it's the year is 2002 there is no social media my space isn't even around yet are you still going to be a bodybuilder are you still going to train
1: That's the thing, man. Like, uh, I wish I only have social media because I have a business, right? I always do that all the time. Like, if I if I didn't run Built by Beds and LLC and I wasn't a coach, I would not be on there. And it it honestly annoys me. Like,
0: no, I know. (laughs) and,
1: And I try to stay as active as I can because you know that's what I do for a living. But God, man, like, I've had so many people get upset over stuff on social media like i've had i've had a client leave because i couldn't i wouldn't repost them and i'm just like i don't even see half that shit man like
0: (laughs) i'm not your pimp i don't see it i don't it's fine i'm sorry yeah Yeah, but it it's
1: it's definitely social media to me and in closing on this is kind of like i think it's caused some good effects for growing the sport like for example, like uh, Ben Quill Maroney runs the Kentucky bodybuilding page, which I think is great. great you know, man. that brings a lot of people together, like tells you about the athletes and gets more people interested. Yeah. Um, but overall, I think for like personal pages, like a lot of people spread false information. Uh, they make it out like you can stay lean year round and it just makes it kind of not real.
0: Yeah, I agree. I completely agreed. Make bodybuilding real again. Mega hat. All right. That, that was a good – that's a good one. So we'll go into the next one. Okay, this is a really good question. Um, what makes a competitor ready for the national stage? I'm going to – I'll start with this because I literally just went through this this year. Um, so I had originally this year before COVID and all the craziness happened, I was kind of on the fence about maybe doing a national show this year. Um because I just, I, I was kind of under the impression as a competitor that I could probably go to a national show and finish maybe 10th to 12th. And that's about as good as I could do. Um, and then COVID happened and my first show got canceled a week out. So I went into kind of a, a kind of a reverse in the growth phase. And I really, I really nailed everything. I blew up and I was looking really good. Um, going into this August show, which I finished second to Corey young who finished third um, at junior USA's. So, after the the show, the Indian Apple show, I had to be honest with myself, and I had to ask myself, like, okay, this national show is in twelve days. Should I go? Should I pack it in and get ready for next year? Um, and to me, and I always said, until I win an overall, I'm not going to go to a national show. Now that, as you know, you were at that show. That show was stacked. Um, oh, <laughs> there's already pro regional show like <laughs> so there's already a in the overall winners there's already one pro daquan he turned pro um and then big jayhawk he's going to obviously be pro, and then cory's probably going to be a pro too your boy our boy austin brown he's going to be a pro someday he was in that show yeah. that show was insane so i'm kind of asking myself and i looked really good i the judges gave me really good feedback um so i had to ask myself like okay is there anything I can do in 12 days? I was 10 pounds under my weight cap. Um, And I know we just went over how the scale doesn't matter, but 10 pounds is a lot of muscle to put on a structure. Um, So I had to decide with, you know, my coach, like, hey, what are we going to do? Do I want to go roll the dice down here or do I want to pack it in? And I was honest with myself and I packed it in because, you know, I could have probably gone to juniors and finished in the top 10 maybe. Okay, what's that get me, you know? Does it get me the pro card? I wasn't going to win a pro card down there. Um, So, personally, I wasn't ready yet. And you guys can look at my Instagram. You guys who know me, like, I'm a really fucking good classic physique bodybuilder. Um, And I still wasn't ready to get my pro card. So, I was honest with myself. Now, maybe if it was me last year, I probably would have been delusional and gone for it. Um, But I've learned a little bit. And, you know, I think... I think you need to win at least a couple of your classes and a couple of shows or an overall, and you need to really know like, Hey, I can win my card here. It's not a matter of like, yeah, there's a 20% chance I could, I feel like you need to be a legitimate threat.
1: Yeah. See that that's like me and you like, I'm not your coach, but I'm your friend. And after that show, I was extremely honest with you. You know, that's, that's what, that's what people need. And I feel like a lot of coaches even with their own clients aren't honest, man. It's like it's crazy to me because you got people that are placing, you know, second to last at a regional show and then they're going and doing nationals. And I'm like that's that's wasting money. That's literally wasting money. And then of course, you know they go to nationals and they get last call outs. And it's like that that's a people don't fuck around at national level shows. No. Like you don't get anybody that's really slacking, yeah. And if they're slacking, they're already a genetic freak too. So it's like, God, you're you're not going against your run of the mill regional competitors, yeah. Everybody is stacked. Everybody is has worked their ass off, and they're wanting to become pro, right? That's their main goal. They didn't just say, "I'm competing to compete." They're not transformation like weight loss people. They're like
0: they're rares. They're coming. They're coming in
1: yeah so i i believe that unless you have placed at least top two in your class and that's even you know saying it like for example with you you went against Corey who is a national level competitor that's fair uh and then you know austin went against jayhawk who is a future pro monster uh so you know those are fair reasons but if you would have gotten third or like Austin would have gotten third, I would have been like, hey man, you need to take another year to grow. Yeah. And even you, you know, you knew that you could go to nationals and possibly pace top 10, but why, why waste that time when you could grow and then come back and, you know, potentially get top two. Yeah. That That's the thing. It's like, it's almost like a waste of time and these people spend these extra weeks in prep to
0: get a disappointing placement, yeah. waste more money. And it's yeah. just like, we talked about this earlier, kind of with training, like, I don't know about you guys, but when I'm in prep, I'm ready to get the fuck out of prep. I'm ready. Because <laughs> if you're doing the way you should be, you shouldn't be, it's not enjoyable those last few weeks at all. So
1: you're, you can't grow. You're barely able to train. The The training is like, you know, trying to keep muscle mass. Uh, you feel like no energy. You're, you just feel like shit. Yeah. So you're you're more than ready, but it's like why waste more time, no, in money, and do a national show whenever you did not place well at your regional. Like, like I said, the 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 NPC has the rules set up regularly. Like I know this year they gave a lot more leniency. Like they said, allowed top five, you're right? Which I'm in my opinion that was for them to get more money and get more people Always. entering, yeah, more opportunities for people, which is cool, you know there weren't many shows this year, so there weren't many options before nationals. Yeah. But then you had these people showing up there and it was like, you know, you're getting second to last or dead last. And it's like, and you, but in your regional show, you placed fifth and it's like, what do you, you go?
0: Yeah. What do you expect? That's the thing. And that's a lot of, I always, I, and I always, I always feel like I rant about this, but it's, it's it comes down to like, in this sport, there's a lot of delusion and a lot of personal delusion. Like everybody starts out and you'll see it in people's bios, future IFBB pro stuff like that. Okay. Okay, cool. Hey, I wanted to be a future NBA player. This is not my Jersey. This is Dennis Rodman's Jersey, but you know, like it's just, it boils down to being honest with yourself. And like you said, like if you need to grow, grow like this is a long game if you're going to be a good bodybuilder unless you're a genetic freak which there are plenty of genetic freaks um i'm not i'm not i have good genetics i'm not a freak um but it's all about being patient and playing the long game i think next year i can be a legitimate threat for a pro card um but it wasn't going to happen for me this year so i was honest i got the fuck out of prep and i started growing so I think really what I like to tell people, if you, if there's any question in your mind, like if you have to wonder, are you a national level competitor? You're not.
1: And it it, it puts you into perspective too, with people that aren't pro yet. And it kind of, you look at them and you're like, that's not a fucking pro. Like, for example, like we had, we had Sean Smith around here. I'm sure you know, Sean Smith is unit. And the first show he ever did was the same show I did. He got overall, yeah. And then he went to go try to become pro. First time he tried, he lost against Chris Bumstead. Yeah. And you know, and then he tried the next time and uh I forget who he lost against that time, but it was like some guy from like uh from from Europe or something like that that was making like a documentary about himself. And then he finally became pro, second to Hunter Labrada. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but, but he's not pro. I'm you're looking at this guy and you're um, to me I'm like Oh my God, he's not pro like like Nick Walker recently. You know, he just became pro. Just became a pro. Yeah. These are the levels of guys that are competing at those shows, and some of them aren't pro yet. Yeah, it's making so really perspective. Like, okay, you you just got third place at your your local bodybuilding competition. You you were super heavyweight, and you're gonna go against Nick Walker. Nope, I'd probably stay home. <laughs>
0: Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, I think we will, and I don't know. someday we'll probably talk more about pro bodybuilding. I think Nick Walker can win the Chicago Pro. I think that's how good he is.
1: I, I want to see him against some of those guys on stage. I, I, agree. Uh, I agree. I agree. Think, I think he's good, but like he's going to. I think Rami's doing that show. Is Rami going to do it? That's that's what that's what he said in that podcast. Which I'm curious because like I just want to see what he looks like against somebody else because like he went against. uh What's the guy's name? Bundy at Nationals. And Bundy, Bundy, in my opinion, is like he should be pro. Yeah. Uh, So that's a good guy to go against. And then he went against Nate Spear, who's just like always conditioned inside out. Yeah. So he went against two guys that were two different spectrums. One was like just fucking huge, and one's like inside out conditioned. He beat them. But when you're going against a guy that's been
0: pro for like years, yeah, big big Rami for God's Yeah, I I'd love to see him in against Rami. We'll see. That's what I'm excited about
1: because that's really gonna say, like, I'm I'm not gonna say that he can do it or can't do it. I just wanna see first, like, what does he look like against that caliber of an athlete? Yeah,
0: the top pros.
1: Yeah, which uh, which I think he can place uh I think he can place top fifteen at the Olympia fight yeah. or twelve, uh maybe even top ten i don't think he's gonna and when he's already he's admitted to that which i thought was pretty cool he was like i'd like to place top 10 the first time which I, that's a fair goal yeah jesus first wow. Olympia, that's incredible that was 25
0: or 26 yeah if that yeah he's younger he's like 24 maybe. <laughs> maybe. jesus christ yeah okay we'll go to the next question first i'm going to ask you this so we'll do a show about this later who do you who do you think wins the olympia and open this year just
1: oh shit i think phil's gonna win
0: it man. phil is absolutely gonna win 100 yeah, i
1: think coming back for the win i, I i'm curious to see because it's stacked though man like you got flex lewis in this one which i'm i don't know if you saw that picture you the other day he looks like a just a different human he looks like, like he
0: put on 60 so
1: pounds now, his base like
0: expanded he's huge and then
1: if Hottie can come in i mean you got him and then Hottie
0: with his hulkamania mustache yeah he looks like hulk now it's crazy
1: but it, it's so stacked that it's just ridiculous. But I do think Phil's
0: going to take it. I agree. I agree. Okay. We'll move along. All right. Question eight. Okay. This is a great one. Love this one. Is it okay to hit on girls at the gym?
1: All right. Now here, here's the thing is like, okay, as a coach and I have so many female clients, they're there to train like just as much as you are. Yeah. So, they they don't want to be bothered. Uh, it, it's okay to say, like, hi and passing. But, like, I've literally had girls tell me, like, crazy shit dudes will do to talk to him. Like, my, my one of my good friends uh, and clients told me that his girlfriend was lifting the other day. And she was doing, like, shoulder press. And the guy literally took the weights out of her hands and was like, these are too heavy for you. And put them back for her. And I was like, what the fuck? So... Guys just get weird with it, man. Like they they, they offer unsolicited advice, uh, and girls don't like that. They don't want to be bothered. They're there to train, and they train harder in many occasions than the guys at the gym. I'm gonna kind of lie. Like oh, I yeah. I think females train harder than males. Uh, I think a lot of the guys are there just to be like, I'm I'm here to look good, and then go to the bars later. Yeah. And I think that the proper time though is if you catch them like leaving the gym you know, if you, if you're like walking out at the same time and you're like, can think of something to say off the top of your head that gets them to respond. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, sure. but I'm also, I have a few clients, you know, that have started relationships and friends that started relationships at the gym by simply going up and being like, Hey, do you want to work out sometime? Right. They, they don't
0: flirt with them. Just, yeah. But they, yeah. Hey, you want to train together tomorrow? Yeah, sure. <laughs> That's the thing. Just don't be weird. Don't be weird and don't interrupt workouts. For me, like, okay, I'm going to be honest. When I was younger in my, you know, early 20s, I was guilty of trying to hit on girls at the gym. And guess what? Failure every time, just about. Um, Because I was being fucking weird. Like, it's just what I do, what I like to do, and I tell everyone, do this. When you go to the gym, I know it's difficult to do, guys, but... Don't look at it as, oh, that's a man. That's a female. You're all just there to train. You're all just lifting. So lifters, okay? Like, don't treat the women at your gym any differently than you treat the men at your gym. Just show everyone respect. Don't stare. Don't interrupt their sets. Don't talk to them. Like, just have decent gym etiquette. And guess what, guys? If you're in the gym fucking killing it and you're not being weird and you're just staying in your own lane, girls are going to notice that if they want to. Um, and they'll find a way to talk to you. They'll find a way to get into your DMs. You don't have to do anything, guys. If you want her to be interested, maybe shoot her some eye contact, maybe wave. That's it. That's all you got to do. Don't be weird. That's the biggest thing is I will
1: tell every guy this right now. Girls know when you're staring at them. Yeah. they, They can tell, and they will think you're a creep. And if they like you, they will pursue you
0: you'll know about it exactly just
1: yeah. they're, they're, not, they're not gonna they'll find a way to contact you or make it clear yeah. but i see so many that like will go up to girls at the gym and it's like bothering them like it's it's like interrupting their workout for 15 minutes or offering unsolicited advice offering to spot them on a squat and it's just like she probably doesn't need your help. So
0: bench press. I don't know if you ever see this in your it, when you go to a gym. When I go to gyms, if a girl has a forty-five on each side of the bench press, almost always there's a dude that's going to go in there and and try to, you know, without her asking, try to spot her. That's a little too much weight for you. Don't, guys. Don't, don't, guys. Please, I'm begging you guys. Don't inspect the women at your gym, and you're not entitled to any of her time. She's there for herself. She's there as a workout as you should be so just guys be chill about it offer a glance if she wants to get to know you or know who you are she'll figure it out are we in agreement there
1: exactly like you, you should you should try to find a way like if you're really interested in somebody find a time when they're not training like when they're about to leave and they're you know if they're sitting up at like i know at lac they have like tables and Stuff like that. If they're sitting there and they're not training, be like, hey, what's up? You know, or good workout today. Like, s- just try to start a conversation. But yeah. if they're literally in the middle of a set or like resting in between and you go up there and you're like, hey, my name's Travis, like, dude, <laughs> fuck off. I love, I love the <laughs> random names you're coming up with. There's like Marcus, Travis. Hey, sorry, Travis. Is there any like Travis I know or is Like, nothing against you all.
0: You guys are not you guys. Okay? <laughs> All right, so we're in agreement there. What about – okay, so this is this is a little different. It, it's, it's kind of a double standard. So we're basically telling guys, chill the fuck out. We're telling girls, like, hey, ladies, if you're into a guy at the gym, just let him know. So I think that's the best way to do it in the gym because guys in the gym can come off as, like, predatory. On, I think so. Because mm-hmm. it's like we're jacked up, we're ready to go, our test is jacked up. So, yeah, just – just chill I, guys. I, chill. Let I, them chase.
1: God, dude. Like a lot of dudes in the gym that train are just idiots. Like it's like they forgot how to communicate with female in a proper way. So like the a girl will talk to them and they're just like,
0: Uh fuck, like I don't know what to do. Uh, uh, it's okay. Like, That's good. Be, uh, be yourself. That's a big thing. Be yourself, unless you're a dickhead and then don't.
1: Yeah, exactly. don't even
0: talk to Don't, don't even talk to them. <laughs> All right. Okay, here's a good one. Tips for anyone going into their first prep. Oh, shit. Just, uh, and not, I guess we don't, just hit on like four or five really good ones.
1: Okay. Uh, be prepared to have low energy. Um, stay away from trigger foods. Like, be, be very open with your coach like I had a girl just recently start with me bikini girl from Florida and she I put peanut butter in her diet and she was like hey I can't do that because I can't control myself and I was like thank you for telling me yeah uh, but but if you don't tell your coach that stuff like you're gonna have issues yeah um, communication is key if you do have a coach like talk it, even if you don't think it's something that needs to be mentioned mention it like people get so scared to mention to me like they, they can't shit. And I'm like, well, that'd be really nice to know. <laughs> what, 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 just going on? Um, it's hard. It's, it's hard. The hardest thing you'll ever do in your life. Like I, I it, it's bodybuilding contest prep. If you do it correctly will be the biggest challenge you have ever done. Right. And if you, if you've done one, you will agree with that a hundred percent. If you've never done one, you'll be like, what the hell, but it's hard and it's supposed to be hard and my my last thing if you feel like you're dying you're doing it right good job it's crazy but like i will have clients literally like i'm going to pass out and i'm like well that probably means you're lean enough and it's like not what you want to hear yeah but i it's 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 the hard it's so hard and it's for crazy people so when you're actually doing it correctly you will be just like awoken, like it's like, holy shit, like I didn't know that it was gonna be like this. My first prep, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. I'm sure you can agree with that. Like it's insane. I remember I was doing two hours of cardio a day. I was on keto. Uh, I was going to University of Kentucky and I I thoroughly remember this, but like I would get done with my second hour of cardio post-training and I had another class in the biology building. So the Johnson Center, which is our like our gym was maybe about a half mile or like a little from that to the the Thomas building, which was the biology building. Well, I was walking there one day and I got about halfway and my legs just gave out just done like I couldn't walk. I was like, I can't fucking do this. And I sat on this bench for about an hour and a half and didn't go to that class that day. I had a buddy and I was like, Hey, I can't make it. Please get the notes for me. But it was that hard that I sat there for an hour and a half until I could like eat my next meal to muster yeah. up enough energy to get back to my truck to drive home. Yep. And I mean, like it, it's, it's go, you, you give me some, give give some tips too, and I'll feed off you. Cause it's- That's,
0: yeah, I mean, for me, the biggest thing, and, and this is just I'm kind of looking at this from my first prep to the most recent prep when my most recent prep, like I fired on all cylinders. I was hundred percent. So the biggest thing for me guys is plan your time. Like you have to block off your time because you know, most of us have jobs. A lot of us have wives and kids and everything. Like if you're going to do a prep and you're going to do it right, you have got to block times to do everything you need. And it's not just, you know the training or the cardio or the food like i would block time to get up in the morning before cardio and get ready like okay i need 15 minutes to be ready so i can be doing cardio at this time like you have to be so regimented with your time to get the most out of it and you have to be on a schedule if it's possible like it, that's just the biggest thing you have to know how to schedule your time um, and use it wisely so that's the biggest thing and kind of like you your central nervous system is not going to be what it normally is when you're feeding oh, it. Uh, <laughs> like, and that uh, when you're driving for me, like I commute to work. So I drive a lot during the week. Like when I'm in prep, I have to focus on my driving and I'm pissed off. And that's another thing. Like you're going to be upset and it's not from the supplements. Like everybody thinks it's from the lack of food and the lack, lack. of energy. Yep. Yeah. So you've got to kind of, be you got to go into prep you can't have a crazy and i I know you've spoken about this like when you were in your last prep like you had a crazy life changes going on that's not optimal um if you can you have to control your life and you kind of just have to steady the ship per so to speak um because that's the best way like the less stress you can have the better your prep's gonna be obviously um so You know, meditation techniques, I'm kind of, I can be angry at times. So when you're going into a prep, you need to make sure that anger's at a low level. You need to make sure your relationships are as good as they're going to be at the point because when you are prep, your relationships are going to get worse. They just.
1: With everybody too. That's the thing, man. Like I'll, I'll feed onto that because that's a big one for me is remember that you chose to do this. Right like nobody's forcing you to do this. And I I tell this, I I make this analogy all the time. It's like, it's like prison, but you can leave. Right. Like if you want to, like nobody's telling you, you can't eat that Snickers bar, but if you want to go eat 14 Snickers, you can do it at any time, but you're not going to win. Right. So it's literally like a prison, but you can leave. So I always tell people this and it's like, and, and I family and anybody that supports you, like significant other wife, kids and all that, be nice to them. Like I, I remember, and I've grown a lot from this, but like my first prep, I was kind of a dick. Like I was, you know, I was hard to be around and I, you know, I would let people know, like I was just an ass. But this most recent prep, you know, my parents would come over to help me like hang something in the house or, you know, give me something to hang up. Like they're they just trying to be around, but they would, you know, stick around like parents do. And instead of getting upset, you know, I would be like, Hey guys, I want to be left alone right now. I'm just not feeling too good. I'm not trying to be rude to y'all, but can you please go? And they would be like, thanks for letting us know. We appreciate that. And, you know, after the show was done, I took them out to a dinner and I I thanked them for understanding. But a lot of people will let their whole relationship end, like, push away every close friend they have. And it's just like, you can't do it.
0: Is it worth that? You have to ask yourself, is it worth that? And I, you know, when I'm in prep, I'm, I'm, I'm really big into mindfulness. Um, I am more mindful of all of my actions and reactions in any sort, whether I'm at work dealing with the public, whether I'm dealing with my parents or, you know, a girlfriend or friends. Like when someone says something to me before I react, I think, okay, how should I react to this in a gracious, normal manner? without letting my prep brain just fire off at somebody. Um, so just, yeah, that's, that, that's my biggest tip. Be mindful of your thoughts and your actions and just understand, like you said, you're choosing to do this. Do you want to do it? Okay. Do you not want to, if it's going to affect your life in such a negative way, should you be doing it? No, probably not. Exactly.
1: Final thing too. And I have a lot of people that try to do this and, uh, be careful trying to start new relationships when you're in a prep. Yeah. Uh, It's not you. You're you're not the same person. Like you may think like you're in a good mood and stuff like that or, but people aren't going to understand. Like if you, if you're, if you're trying to date somebody and you're six weeks out, they're going to be like, why the hell can't we go out to eat? Right. It's super selfish and it's hard to explain, but you're not going to be able to go out to eat you're going to have low energy you're going to be irritable and they're not going to understand it no they're not and it's it's like nobody in their right mind is going to be like oh, okay well this is cool
0: like this is great i love eating chicken and rice and just staying in and going to bed at 9 p.m. this is amazing i love it
1: yeah, so exactly like nobody's going to get that shit so it's like i always tell people like i've had i've seen so many preps ruined by a relationship starting yeah you know during a prep and it, it can change your whole mindset because you'll be fighting and you'll be arguing and then all of a sudden you're like what the fuck am i doing this <laughs> and
0: and again that just goes into like hey maybe it's better to just date within the industry if you're going to be serious about it but again that's a whole that's a whole other can of worms we will open at some point okay last last question this one's easy yeah. we, we we'll just fire off a few each um common mistakes you see people making at the gym
1: uh
0: and there are so many so let's just not (laughs) let's just just cover the top ones
1: people people loading up too much weight and doing uh quarter reps that that's the most common like ego is a big thing in the gym and i see it all the time and you what's the thing is i've realized you can't tell those people anything no like (laughs) no. <laughs> I, I tried to be nice before and be like, Hey man, maybe you should, you know, lower the weight by half and actually, you know, go down all the way. And they're like, I've been doing this for 15 years and I'm like, well, okay.
0: That's why you look. You look great, same. bro. Awesome.
1: But Yeah. Lower, don't be afraid to lower the weight and really execute a movement. Uh, I always tell people this, the body does not know how much weight it's lifting. It's how you're controlling it so if you're not fully using your range of motion then you're not gonna get much out of a movement Uh, so that's number one for me is don't ego lift nobody gives a shit how much you're lifting honestly
0: let's talk I just want to interject here I saw a guy yesterday doing lat pulldowns and at the end of the movement his body was literally horizontal at the end of the oh, movement.
1: Yeah, I that all the time and it's just like and I'm like do you and then their back's like the smallest back in the gym. And it's I want like, to be like, "Hey, bro,
0: how are you doing more weight than I am on that?" And my back is twice your size.
1: It goes to delusion, man. People think they're the biggest guy in the gym. Uh, I mean, there's a guy, LAC, that I'm uh, the hardest worker in the room, and you know, does half reps on everything, loads up the weight, and you know, somebody's literally lifting off every single rep for him. Yeah. And it's like nobody, nobody thinks you're cool. You know, no. everybody's everybody's silently making fun of you we like, all think
0: you're a douchebag stop it you're just an ass like
1: don't be afraid to humble yourself yeah like i got my greatest progress whenever i've dropped the weight and learned how to do movement correctly like, back in the day i did squats and you know i got up to like 500 on a squat Like one rep, and I was like, Oh, cool, I got it, but it looked like fucking shit. Right. And then my legs never really grew. And then I, you know, I restarted my squat completely because my knees were so fucked up. And I started right back down at 85 pounds or 95 pounds. And that's where I built back up from. But you know, I do all my reps executed perfectly. I never gave a shit what people thought. And I moved all the way back up, and my legs exploded from that.
0: I tell people all the time I say it's it's funny because 10 years ago I could squat twice the weight I can now but now my legs are four times bigger than they were back then
1: because you you realize nobody gives a shit at the gym what you're doing no I've never sat there and watched somebody unless they're doing something stupid right like yeah. if I if I see a guy doing 225 on a bench press and he's doing like perfectly executed reps I don't notice, but if I see somebody doing 405 on a bench press and they're doing half reps, I'm like, wow, what a dumb fuck. Yep,
0: yep. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> We're judging exactly. you. I've never cared about the guy you know, executing reps. I've always thought negatively and judged the person doing ego lifts.
0: Yeah, I don't care if a guy's doing 135, he's a noob, and he's crushing – he's executing 100% reps with 135 great cool like i'm i'm with you bro like keep killing it like you said yeah. guy throws 405 quarter reps stop it stop it get some help yeah that's what i uh, what else
1: with the gym in general uh make sure eating food before and after you train uh, that's a simple one but it's like I see so many people and they're like not getting any results and then they don't eat before or after they train. And it's just like, what's the point of even going to the gym if you, if you don't eat.
0: Yeah. No fuel in the car, bros.
1: And then, uh, what is it? I had one on the tip of my tongue. Don't go to the gym without a plan.
0: Yes, that, that
1: That's one thing I always see people do because like, They'll show up at the gym and they have no idea what they're supposed to be doing today, so they make it up off the top of their head. Like, at least have a split in your mind. Like, no, like, okay, Monday's back day, Tuesday's legs, or and then have an idea what you're supposed to be doing. Because if you go in the gym and you're just like wake up late on a Thursday and you're like, well, I guess I'm gonna go ahead and do arms today because I feel like that, and then you know you do redneck
0: automatically. He's got to be well. Yeah, don't do some yep. arms. Yep, I'm gonna go get some of them damn well bicep curls in there, boy. Yeah. Next thing
1: to don't do steroids until you know how to eat and train. Yes. Bro, I I had a guy, and I hope he listens to this podcast. He probably won't, but he he came into the office one time. This is probably about three years ago, and he's like want to start with me for coaching and then he proceeds to tell me that he's on a gram of test a gram of deck, a deck 700 grand uh 50 d bowl 100 anadrol and he looks like a fucking muffin <laughs> and like I thought he was natural dude I thought he was just a yeah. kid yeah. but I'm like and, uh, and I was probably sound like an asshole but I'm like you are like what really what yeah, but you know, and then he's talking about how he's going to go eat Wendy's post workout, and how he's in a bulk, a perma bulk, and a, a perma-bulk. and then you know his his training, you'd watch it was literally like three sets of bench press for four reps with like super heavy weight, and then he would sit there in between sets for twenty five minutes. Oh yeah, yeah. Don't don't do that. You know, like make sure your training and your nutrition has some sort of baseline before you ever even touch, like, creatine.
0: Yeah. Oh right. I think that's, a, that's the biggest thing. I, you know, I'm old. I'm old now. So I get to, I, you know, there are kids who I'm almost old enough to be their fathers in the gym now. So, you know, that makes me feel terrible about myself. But they're all, they're asking me questions because I'm kind of like an OG to them. And they look up to me because I look halfway decent. But they're, they will always ask me, 19, 20-year-old kids, like, hey, man, like, What do you think about me, like, maybe starting some gear or something? And every time – and, guys, as a bodybuilding community, I feel like this is our job. You've got to tell those kids no. Like, you're not ready. You are not ready. You have not even begun to peak naturally. You don't know how to eat. You don't know how to train. You don't know anything right now. You want to get from A to B as quickly as possible. It's not – as nothing you take is going to get you there, anabolics or otherwise. So – 18 year old kids come to me, man, and it's like
1: I, I'll tell them not to use gear because they don't need it. And I'll coach them and I'll make them grow, not using anything, just using yeah. food hard training. And then they'll leave me for another guy that told him like, Hey man, I'm gonna put you on some gear. And then they fucking look like trash. And then they ruin and, their
0: internal systems for the rest of their lives.
1: And then they never get good on stage. Like it drives me crazy because I'm like I, I'm trying to do everything right and I'm like okay let me let me make sure this kid's like taken care of and it's always some random dude and they're always like offering to coach for free or like and then it's just like all right man we're gonna put you on test Decca
0: and bowl and I'm like fuck, man <laughs> bro he was born after 911 okay it's not time for that Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. So yeah, that's having integrity. Let's someday we're going to talk about having integrity in bodybuilding because it's important and there's not yeah. much of
1: it. That's one big thing I've stood by with like coaching for since I started, and I see a lot of people post like some contradictory things too, where it's like, if you have your your girl do this, and I'm like, motherfucker, I've seen your cycle. Like, <laughs>
0: you do that. <laughs> that's what you do. Be honest with yourself. Yeah, I think, and I'll kind of, I'll one of my big things about like common mistakes in the gym especially now and we've kind of gone over it is is phones like guys put your phones down most of our headphones now are wireless mm-hmm. um if you don't have a wireless head just put it in your pocket because you are wasting time on your phone it's completely taking you out of the entire workout your mindset cannot be good if you're interrupting it constantly by hopping on instagram or texting your girlfriend anything That's like it. that
1: I will literally like be I, when I when I trained at LAC, I would see be sitting in the office, you know, waiting on a client, and right in front of that office window is all the free weight benches and all the free weights. So there's like seven free weight benches. Yeah. More times than not, I would look down that row, and every single person would be on a bench and they'd not be doing a set, but they'd be looking down at their phone. Yeah. I'm like, holy fuck! It's so. I mean, like. There were some times where i would take a client in there through like four sets before a person would do one
0: yeah and why are you even there right you're wasting time like everything that's going to be on your phone is going to be there after you finish your workout i promise
1: candy crush you don't need to be playing candy crush
0: <laughs> No okay
1: like, clash of clans if you see people like playing clash of clans like fuck man like do do your workout. And then like, I'm not, I'm the nicest person at any gym. Like I'm super respectful kind, but I've literally went up to some people and I'm like, are you done playing candy crush yet? <laughs> <laughs> it's like makes you realize like, Oh shit, I've been sitting here playing candy crush. You're for right.
0: 23- and, and with, with that goes, and I, I feel like I'm picking on younger dudes. I'm not, you guys are great. I was a younger dude once. Luckily I didn't have Snapchat or I would have done some horrible things with it. Um, but guys, you don't have to get on snapchat you don't have to get in front of the mirror raise your shirt up and take mirror pics in the gym you don't have to do that um you don't have to find the prop i see guys in my gym all the time and they're trying to find proper lighting to take a selfie between sets during their workouts and i know what they're doing we all do and i'm just like how are you doing this how can you have the, the have some respect for yourself just again put the phone down next time i see a guy at my gym trying to snap his girl i'm gonna get behind him pop my shirt off and hit a front double buy. Okay. So I'm just telling you guys. Just don't do that. Just the pr-
1: only pictures I take of myself are progress picks. That's like I always tell people that nothing else matters. If uh, I'm
0: having a good hair day, you know, maybe I'll post up on a bench and you know snap one pick. One. But that's either before or at the end of my workout, not during. So
1: I think a lot of these guys are just trying to pick up a mate yeah yeah non-word. you know you post a thirsty pic on snapchat see what responses you do which, I, 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 which I, I, I get you know i i have not i you know i've always been in a relationship most of the time in my life so i've never had was a man of
0: monogamy just in case anyone was
1: <laughs> so i never had to really worry about that but you know i've got a lot of friends that that their their way of life is like how many girls can i date at once. And I'm like, holy shit, how do you even do that? But you know, I get it. And that's a lot of people's thing. is like, let me let me let me show people what I'm doing right now. So they can be like, it's a conversation starter. Yeah. But If you want to get progress in the gym, find other conversation starters,
0: right? <laughs> like,
1: Just being honest, like if you want if you want to actually get the body you're working for, do the work in the gym and find other times for social media.
0: Yes. Again, your phone's there all day. Instagram has, has not gone anywhere since it was invented in 2012. I promise it's going to be there. So yeah. All right. Well, we've been on for way longer than we planned on being on. I knew that was, I knew that was going to happen. Yeah.
1: Good flowing conversation, man. The, the, what, what we said, we're trying to really do this to to grow the community uh, we'd like to have some guests on here eventually uh to to talk and just you know discuss some of the topics and as like things come about too in the, this region and even over the us we know we'll talk about them our, our big things are we want to keep it fun uh educational and we want to keep stuff like politics and all that out of it you know we want to really make this something people want to escape and enjoy like you want to get away from your reality while you're on cardio and be like, ah, that's fucking great. I didn't know that happened. You know, like that's uh, a- muscle worship.
0: Hmm. Now I have something to think about.
1: You no. Know, yeah. Interesting topics So we plan on doing a lot of cool stuff like that.
0: Yeah. And like you said, I forgot politics even existed for the last two hours. Tyler, you're thank what? you for that. Viewers. You're welcome for that. We just gave you two hours of freedom from politics. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like you said, like, yeah, we're going to have a lot of good stuff on here. Guests. Um, I'm going to try to get one of our buddies on soon next week. We'll see. I've already talked to him. Austin Brown. I know you're listening and we both love you and we want you. So
1: yeah, topics for you to talk about too. to put you on the spot.
0: Yeah. Put them, put a big, put, put the light on him, the spotlight on him. But yeah, like we just like, like Tyler said, we want to grow the community. There's, and you know, we're both, we're both in Kentucky and this is kind of like a, I feel like there's a lot of really like awesome up and coming bodybuilders around here. Um, and i feel like the amateur bodybuilding world doesn't really have much of a voice at this point like a lot of people listen to pros um but there are a lot of us who are amateurs who are really involved in bodybuilding we love it um we're intelligent and we just kind of live the sport so you know we just kind of want to get something out there for you guys we want to make it fun educational informative um and i feel like this was a pretty good start so oh yeah
1: we'll definitely be doing more questionnaires to make sure that people We'll talk about stuff that everybody wants to enjoy listening to. Uh, Exactly. Like, I want to be able to bring up some of these cool topics that happen in the bodybuilding industry because, as a coach, I hear everything. Yeah. Like, I know everything that happens. And we we talk about it in our group chats and stuff, but I'm curious, like, to let other people in on some of these things and, like, get their opinions.
0: Yeah, shout out to the Kings in the group chat. You guys are great. Uh, Yeah.
1: Cameron's Kingdom. Shout out Cameron.
0: The Kingdom. What's up? <laughs> All right, well, we're gonna I gotta go eat and then train. So same. 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 All right. Well it's good, good show, man. I'll, I'll yeah. later. See you later. All right, bro. See ya.